catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IEP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? It's me, Jordan. Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk, the Cardi P of IDP, if you follow along on Twitter. <clears throat> it's a little later in the week, getting the show up this week. We're going to do the week six IDP rankings and news update show. Um, appreciate you guys sticking in there with me. If you're watching the live stream, get your questions in. I'll try to get those answered as best I can. And let's get it started. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Welcome in. First and foremost, thank you for being here, for joining us. This is the IDP Army podcast, um, one of the many shows that I kind of do these days. Um, guys, gals, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button if it's your first time. We're going to talk about the week six IDP uh, fantasy football rankings. You can go down in the description of the show. Click the link down there. It should take you to the website, which has the full rankings. We're not going to go over all the players, obviously. We're going to go over my top 20, 21, 22 plays this week at each of the three positions. Linebacker, defensive line, defensive back. Um, we're going to talk about some of the you know, outs, questionables, that kind of stuff. Um, the news through the week, and yeah, I'll get you guys going. Um, do me another favor. Go check out the show that my main, me and my man Dave Kluge have been doing. We got a new podcast feed called The Underdogs. We were doing underdog drafts. I'm actually, after this show, going to be doing some underdog drafts. So if you want to join me in that, click the link in the description below because um, – Hey, we draft, man. Underdog fantasy is a fun time. It's a good way to play DFS without doing the budgets and playing in all these big pools. Um, it's, it's a new platform. It's a good platform. It's a fun platform. So go check out our shows on our plays this week uh, and get in there and draft with me. I'd appreciate that. Um, 
yeah okay big news for the week idp wise um well actually first i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about joey bosa um hopefully you are listening to the show late in the week because i don't know if i'm gonna bring it up again on the show for a while but it's really been a slow start to the season for him um i've really been noticing it myself personally the transition from the true defensive end to the outside linebacker position um under brandon staley <clears throat> has really affected his box score output this year um, in 12 games last season, just for instance, he had 15 tackles for loss. He was one of the league's highest tackle for loss players, only played 12 games. Through five games this season, 2021, how many tackles for loss do you think Joey Bosa has? Five full games. He's played all season. I'll give you a second. Think about it. Remember, he was one of the league's top tackle for loss guys. He was top 20, top 12, I think, tackle for loss last season. Someone ought to vet that, but. How many think he has through five games this season? All right, I'll tell you. He has zero, zero tackles for loss for one of the league's uh, premier tackle for loss players. The switch to the new position is, I mean, I don't know if that's truly it, but the box score doesn't lie. Um, yeah, the pressures are still there, um, but the the numbers that he's putting up, up for you in fantasy football are not what you've been used to. Um, he's also producing pretty low tackle numbers compared to his previous years. Um, only 15 combined tackles through uh five weeks that's three a week you know and that's that's bad but for for joey bosa you know you're typically getting 65 to 70 tackles out of him that kind of pace for the season that's one of the things that makes him a top defensive line play every year is because along with the the high equity upside of you know double digit tackles or sacks and massive tackle for loss numbers 15 last year in 12 games you're also getting a tackle floor that is elite. Only, you know, generally he, Daniil Hunter, are the only guys that you can kind of count on every year to go up to that 65 range to Forrest Buckner as well. All top-tier defensive line plays every single season. <clears throat> right now, listen to this. Right now, Joey Bosa is pacing for 51 combined tackles on a 17-game season. He gets one extra game this year compared to his previous seasons, and he's pacing for almost 20 less tackles. So if you feel like Joey Bosa is not getting it done for you, he's not. It's not in your head. It's really not happening. Um, so what does that mean for IDP managers? One, don't go telling your league mates that if you have him on your team. You know, you probably are going to try to flip him. I'm just being real with you. That's the smart play right here. If you can still cash in on the name value, um, it might be tough. The other thing, though, as I would say, is we should anticipate a boom game from Joey Bosa sooner than later. Um you know, remember last season, he kind of was very boom bust. He'd had that 50, 54 point game, I believe. It was right before he went out for the season, week eight or nine. Um, put up a lot of his fantasy production in that game. Um, and the pressures, if you know, you adhere to that, and you think that that is, you, I mean, that's indicative of future success. He's got some sacks coming his way this season. So I would anticipate a boom game coming for him. And then I would consider moving on from Joey Bosa. It's, it's crazy to think that. But, um, yeah, he is, you know, he's fifth in the league in pressures through week five, which is good. But again, we don't get points for pressures in IDP fantasy football, or at least most people don't. And even if you do, you're only going to get one, even half a point per pressure. Um, that's not going to compensate for his overall decline in every other area on the box score. We'll say, I believe he's had two tackles or two forced fumbles this year, which um, in his entire career leading up to the season, I think he only had four or five. So he is still disruptive. He's still Joey Bosa. I don't want you to freak out, but I do want you to know that the season you're going to get from him this year is not going to be probably what you drafted him to be. 
and just let you know that that's that's, that's a real thing. It's happening. So um, I thought that was important to address. Other news kind of for the week, um, I was looking at some of the guys that are questionable slash going to be inactive. Um, Xavier Howard is out um, for the defensive backs. You have a few guys that are questionable still, Deshaun Elliott, Damante, Damante Casey. Nasir Adderley is going to be a big one. I do have him. When I do talk about my rankings, he is my defensive back 17 right now. Not really sure if he's going to play. And Trevon Diggs, questionable as well. So hopefully we don't lose the number one defensive back on the year right in the heart of the season. I think he's going to play. Um, and if he does play, he gets a rookie, Mac Jones. So maybe he can keep that interception streak alive. But you'll definitely want to keep an eye on those guys in your rosters um, as far as your defensive back spots. Linebackers, I know Drew Tranquil has already been declared out. Um, so that's going to give Kazir White a little bit of a bump just because we know the security of his job is fully intact. Miles Jack also out with the injury he sustained this last week. Um, but no other real big question marks there at the linebacker spot. And then a defensive line, there are a few guys that are questionable, um, including Miles Garrett. I think he's going to probably play. We have Chris Jones out again for a second week in a row. I mean, again, it comes back to my Chiefs defensive line. Just it's not good. My Chiefs defense is just not good. Um, and our offense is starting to shoot blanks every now and again. So let's get that figured out, guys. Um, Khalil Mack, questionable. Jadavion Clowney, questionable. Having a great season, uh, Jadavion Clowney. Hopefully he gets back out in the lineup because when he's out there, um, you're, you want to be playing him this season. Randy Gregory, questionable. Jason Pierre-Paul, questionable. I assume most of those guys are going to play. Um, they did get in some practices this week. So, um, like I said, get all your questions or comments in the, uh, in the chat here. And I'm going to go ahead and bust out my rankings for week six. Um, again, go to the link in the description below. You can see them all on the website. They're not updated as of today. Okay. So if somebody's out or whatever, don't come trying to, you know, tar and feather me out of town. I'm going to update them as soon as the show's over. I'll send it through. But let's start a defensive line this week. Uh, TJ Watt, number one, Daniel Hunter, Miles Garrett, Shaq Barrett, who had a great game the other night, already played. Montez Sweat. <clears throat> sorry, Joey Bosa, Harold Landry, Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, Max Crosby, who is also due a big game. DeForest Buckner, Matt Judon, Javon Hargrave, he's already played. Cameron Hayward, Jonathan Allen, Yannick Ngakwe, Aaron Donald who I'm going to probably give a little bit of a bump in my rankings because I had him down here last week and it killed me because he had a great week. Um, Chase Young, who I will be leaving down in this range, who has been letting people down. Chandler Jones, who had five sacks week one, has not had a sack since. Still has a good amount of pressures, still has a high amount of tackles or quarterback hits, but he has not gotten home for the sacks. Sam Hubbard having a pretty okay season. I mean, just doing what Sam Hubbard does. Nothing to really write home about, but he's still hanging around. Um, give him credit. And then Trey Hendrickson did pop off this last week as well. You can see him sneaking in down there at 21. He'll probably get a little bump by the time these actually get pushed out um, Sunday morning. Um, yeah, but just really want you guys to, you know, it's pretty chalky. Uh, Joey Bosa still pretty high this week. He does get uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Not, I'm not necessarily anticipating a lot of sacks, but if they do try to hand the ball off, I could see them being on that for the, the tackle for loss department. Um, I could just see this kind of being a game that gets out of hand offensively and defensively. So it could be a good right, get right game for Joey Bosa. Um, Harold Landry, you guys know I've been loving on him for a while now. He's having a great season. 
uh, leads the league, or he has the second most pressures in the league, I believe, right now. The, the, the leaders are he, Max Crosby, and Daniil Hunter right now, all guys that are young. The pass rushers in the NFL right now are, are crazy good. Um, so, yeah, I got a question here from my man, the fantasy futurist. Uh, he says, sup, bro, you, you might have covered this, but thoughts on Trevon Diggs' abil- availability this next game? Yeah, like I said, um, you're just going to have to watch it. If he plays, you play him, obviously. He's the number one defensive back on the year. He's having a, a great year, defensive player of the year, caliber type of season. Um, all right, before I get to the rest of those, I'm going to jump to my next set of rankings. We're going to go linebackers. Um, you will notice Devin White. I did have him back up again a little bit in my rankings this week. I really, um, I did anticipate a much better game last night. And if you watched, he was around the ball a ton. He was so close to getting a couple of sacks on Jalen Hurts. Eventually, Devin White's going to get his. Um, but man, this year is not like last year, unfortunately. He's just like a borderline linebacker one right now. Um, at this point, he's operating at such a high deficit at week five and you know he's played on thursday so he's got week five in the books um it's gonna be tough for him to to overcome that going forward um on the on the flip side jordan brooks down here at number seven actually i should just read these off for the people listening to the podcast i'm sorry guys darius leonard roquan smith bobby wagner eric kendricks logan wilson devin white isaiah simmons jordan brooks joe Schober, and harold landry i did include him on my linebackers this week are my top 10 linebackers. And then I have Kenny Young, Cole Holcomb, Denzel Perryman, uh, Jordan Hicks, Devondre Campbell, Christian Kirksey, Eric Wilson, who already played and that one totally killed me. Uh, Devin Bush, Matt Milano. I am anticipating him coming back, but this is kind of a hedge because if he's fully back, I would probably have him a little higher. Bobby Okrecki, who's, you know, been very serviceable. And then Jerome Baker playing a lot of snaps, not being super productive, but I, I anticipate him getting a little bit uh, uh, more juice going this week. So um, he does make my top 24. Um, circling back around, Jordan Brooks is having a really good season right now, kind of eating into uh, Bobby Wagner's tackle production as of late, but still both top-end plays. Um, I mean, there's not really much else you can say. Uh, hopefully, you if, you if you drafted him last year in Dynasty and he was on your taxi squad you have been playing him if he's still on your taxi squad go activate him because he is a top five linebacker right now there's no reason you should wait because whoever you're playing over him unless it's one of the other four better linebackers not as good as him so other major players on this list i really wanted to bring up i'm putting my faith back in kenny young um i don't you know i just i'm ready to be hurt again by these rams linebackers but these guys pop off when they play. Um, they do seem to favor Kenny Young overall over Troy Reader. So I, you know, I have him at 11 this week. Check the rankings again later because if I see or hear anything that spooks me, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna drop a little bit at the very least. Um, yeah, guys, if you have any questions about the rankings too, and you're watching this video after the stream, drop a comment below, thumbs up the video. I will try to get back to you. Um, before kickoff on Sunday. All right, we're going to move on to the defensive back rankings. So I see a bunch of questions over here in the stream I want to get to before uh, the show ends. <clears throat> so number one this week, Derwin James. I see a lot. Of, I don't see it, but I know a lot of y'all are smirking out there because I'm kind of like Derwin James is like public enemy number one. But he's been playing lights out this year, um, and the big plays are coming for him. So I'm buying in. Again, kind of like Joey 
Joey Bosa, I think this game is go, has a potential to end up being a little bit sloppy. We did see Lamar get a lot of favorable calls sort of on the, the, the fumbles and just, you know, there are some errant passes occasionally. Um, so I, I could see this game being really interesting. So I'm kind of buying into a disruptive game, um, a high-scoring game, and some of that could be on defense. Um, so he's my number one this week. Uh, I'm in. Um, I did finally fade Jamal Adams. It's just been not what it was. But I got Buda Baker at two. Love him. Three, I have Harrison Smith playing Carolina. Uh, the reason he's so high this week is I do think that there's a lot of pick potential in this game. I love Sam Darnold. I think he's playing a lot better. But I think that the Vikings getting um, <clears throat> getting Dalvin Cook back um, in the way Kirk Cousins has been humming in general, I think this could end up being a, a, a high-scoring-ish game. Um, but I, and if that's the case, and if, if, if the Vikings are able to score a couple times early, which I know a lot of people are touting the Carolina defense, but I mean, we're looking at multiple all pros, um, in my opinion right now at this point on the Minnesota offense. So they are going to take care of business. I think that's going to put Sam Darnold in a position to throw pick Harrison Smith. If I was still doing the pick locks, which I haven't done in a couple of weeks, I would have him in for a pick lock this week. Um, Von Bell having a great season. He's at four. Jamal Adams fading him down at five. Finally, Chuck Clark, six, Justin Simmons, seven, Logan Ryan, eight, Trevon Diggs, still nine. Obviously, if he doesn't play, he will get pulled out of there. Rayshon Jenkins, I have him at 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kenny Moore, 11, Jordan Fuller, 12, Minka Fitzpatrick, 13. I probably need to move Minka Fitzpatrick up a little bit. He's having a really, um, I mean, I don't know, if good year for IDP. I'll say that. I don't you know. The PFF grades will probably come after me if I say he's having a good year. Can't throw those words around too flippantly. But um, he's had like two double-digit tackle games, I think, this season. Pacing for a career year in tackles. Um, he still has the, the big play upside that we know is available to him as being Minka Fitzpatrick. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I just he's 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 producing for fantasy managers in a way I think a lot of people didn't ever anticipate he would. So if you have him, he is up in this range on purpose. It's not just a homerism thing. Um, he really is getting the job done. Taylor Rapp kind of hurt you the last week or two, but he really has been consistent with the tackles. This is going back multiple years too. So I really don't want to put him outside of a, a high end defensive back two at any point really. And he's had many defensive back one weeks, Jordan Poyer at 15. I believe he's back off the injury completely. I will have to double check if I didn't see a questionable mark by his name. So I think we're good there. Still a little bit tentative to put him too high. Um, they get the the Titans this week, which is a favorable matchup for tackles, assuming Derrick Henry runs all over the field. But I think with the game plan, probably being aware of that, everybody's going to be looking for those. Um, so those linebackers, and assuming Matt Milano's back, are going to definitely be aware of Derrick Henry. So I'm not saying like Jordan Poyer, this isn't like a hard fade or even a fade, but um, I'm just – I'm just not uber duper confident in him this week, especially like I said, coming off the injury, which I believe was a hamstring injury. I'll have to look that up in the index, but um, you know, I, I believe in the ability of reaggravating injuries. I know people are like you can't be injury prone; it's not a thing. But I'm like, being injured does make you more prone to being injured. Like I'm like 90% sure that's like a real thing. Um, because you're especially muscle, you know, muscular and skeletal thing, because you're compensating or overcompensating with other parts of your body, which cause imbalances and movement impairments, which can cause harm. Anyway, that's just 
Maybe I'm wrong on that. You can go vet that on YouTube somewhere else. Nasir, I got Terrell Adams at six or Terrell Edmonds 16. I got Nasir Adderley 17. Again, he's questionable. Watch him, but having a great season playing along with Derwin. Derwin's up there at one. Uh, Jonathan Abram, another guy who I've you know been known to fade in the past, having a great year, giving him his respect. He's a defensive back too solidly. By the end of the season, it wouldn't shock me if he pushes his way into defensive back one numbers based on how he's been playing. Daniel Sorensen, Dirty Dan Sorensen, probably the worst safety in the league at this point. Um, his buddy Tyron Matthew, I'm sure you guys saw the meme of him like multiple times in that game the other week. Just like, what are you doing, dude? Like, where are you going, man? Like, just giving up big play after big play. Um, real swell guys, man. That Kansas City Chiefs defense is something special. Um, then Jeremy Chin. Now, this is this is where it gets interesting. He's down at 21. Had a lot of people asking me, what are you doing with Jeremy Chin? Can I drop Jeremy Chin? Jeremy Chin, he sucks. What do I do? It, this season's not last season, no. But Jeremy Chin is still the same player. Um, I can't tell you to drop him. I would never tell you to drop him. I would say adjust your expectations. And just hope that big game comes because, you know, it is only week five. You know, this time last year, Jabril Peppers was like defensive back like 80 or 90. Um, and I was basically giving up on him. He ended up pushing back. I think he had, what was it, six, seven, eight, 20 plus point games in a row. I think it was from week six to like week 13. Um, ended up winning me leagues. Uh, so things change, you know, it feels like we have a lot of a heavy sample size, but we still have a lot of season ahead of us, guys, gals and girls. So you throw Jeremy Chen out there. Somebody's going to pick him up because somebody word of the wise, somebody still believes. So. All right. That's the rankings. That's dope. Glad that is in the books. Like I said, check out the link below. Um, you can go check out the site and see all those rankings for yourself going deeper than that. I will have those updated again, probably two or three times before Sunday's kickoff, uh, one, including tonight. All right, let's get into some of these questions in the chat. Appreciate everyone who is here with me. Thumbs up. Do me a big favor. Thumbs up this shit. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, tell a friend. Um, I don't really be, haven't really been pushing the Patreon on people as much in season, um, but join the Patreon, support the channel. We got big things coming. IDP Army, fantasy football fans, um, you know, I mean, like, I love IDP. I love fantasy football. The vision has always been bigger than just IDP. And next year, I'm hoping to really get some things off the ground. So um, if you've been part of this community, you've been part of watching us grow, you've been part of helping us grow, I appreciate it. I really do. Um, and I'm really excited about some of the things we have coming. So, um, all right, without further ado, let's get into the weeds here. We got a question from Joey on YouTube. Need two wide receivers. I got Robert Woods, Claypool, Sutton, Marvin Jones Jr., and Chenault. I got Hubbard in my flex, which is smart. Should I switch him out for one of these guys? Man, I'm, I'm very interested in Claypool this week. Um, I know pe people keep trying to act like he's not just been incredible already all season, basically. Um, that week he had like a zillion targets and – like 70 yards, people were trying to stun on him. Like, oh, you know, he only had 70 yards. Who cares? He had like a zillion receptions too. This last week he had like 120-something yards, a touchdown. He's a beast. He can do it all. He can do it on three receptions. He can do it on 15 receptions. He's a dog. So I would want to play Claypool. Now, after all that being said, Hubbard 
has presented so many touch opportunities. And again, like I said, I, I think this game could be interesting. Carolina um, versus the Vikings. Um, the Vikings run defenses. It's okay. But, I, I you know, even a guy like Hubbard, I, he has flashed some some things we like to see. And the, the volume is going to be there. So I, I have a hard time taking him out. If I did, Joey, my guy, it would be for Claypool. Um, but as it stands, I would probably still ride with Hubbard. Good problems to have. Um Alexander on YouTube says, what is the Rashad Evans status? That is a good question. I don't know that there was any status to be had. I will look that up in just a second. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, what do you think about Kenny Young after his snaps were dialed back? Like I said, I, I'm, pl- I'm living dangerously in the rankings. I still have him pretty high. I'm kind of going back to the well. There's been extenuating circumstances for why some of that has happened. Um, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play it close though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this one down. I'm gonna do a little more research after I get off of here because I am concerned. But again, you are playing with fire. But there's so much upside with this Rams linebacker position. You kind of just have to just pick somebody and hope that you know it pops off. You're probably gonna get a linebacker one borderline week out of one of them, but you're probably gonna have to play each of them as a linebacker three, just because of the risk that kind of goes with them. If that makes sense. Um, is that what happens when you pay someone 500 million? Oh, I guess this is a, uh, this is going back a little bit in the comments. I guess I brought up somebody who got paid a bunch of money and didn't show up anymore. Yeah. I mean, it happens, you know, you work for it, you get it. Then you, then you fucking throw it in the mattress and lay on it. Thoughts on Charles Harris. One sack every week he's played so far on high tackle floor but should be added. I mean, what up, Billy? Uh, really coming in here and throwing these 100-mile-hour fastballs, huh? You probably know more than me about Charles Harris. Um, if you're in these dynasty leagues that we're in together and you are hard up for defensive line, I mean, yeah, you're always going to be on the on the lookout for anybody that's an up-and-comer in the defensive line position, um, be he inside or outside. You know, I, have, I would say I got lucky, but it was just, you know, paying attention. A couple of years ago, I drafted um, – Javon Hargraves in the league is like my third or fourth defensive tackle. And two of the last three seasons, he's been incredible, including this one. Um, And it was just kind of watching and just seeing that he was popping off. So I picked him up. So, I mean, if he's doing good things, you know, and he's got your stamp of approval, he's going to get mine. Um, Rougarou, what up, Jordan? Yo, what up, my guy? I will see you Sunday morning, I assume. Yeah, and all y'all who are still here, make sure that you come join us on Sunday morning for the live stream, 11 a.m. Eastern. We do the same shit, but better. Jesse Baseman ball on 100. Yo, he's a beast. He was almost on the thumbnail for this video. This close. But I gave it to Nick Bosa. I have a chance to land Jamal Adams or Schobert. This would give me Buddha and Jamal or Landry Mack, Edmonds, and Schobert. What are your thoughts? Man, this is tough because Schobert and Adams have both not been doing what I have projected them to do coming into the year. So my thought process is either, and this is uh, this is the optimist in me, is okay, like they have, based on their careers, a lot of positive regression coming their way, points-wise, impact play-wise. That's the positive man in me. Um the other guy in me, you know, as it is week five, is like, this might be the last ch- chance you get to just be in my lineups without me questioning my own sanity, let alone your ability. So 
maybe that gives you some context. Um, if you're in Dynasty, you sh- I would still never ever be trying to move away from a truly top tier player, even in a slump like this, because two reasons. One, you're getting rid of a top tier player and two, you're getting rid of them during a slump. That's not when you want. It's not the it's not an alpha move. That's not a power move. That's not a winning move. You know, that's a I mean, you know, if you really think the floor is falling out, though, like if you think this is Bitcoin cash and not Bitcoin. sell. Also picked up Robert Quinn. He's listed as linebacker in my league. Yeah, I said something about that earlier this week. Um, if you're getting a sack and your league scores properly, you know, isn't IDP suppressed? Isn't muted? You know, isn't like a standard league where, you know, 100 yards is 10 points and that's it? Um, you know, he's still going to be probably playable as a flex linebacker every week based on the production he's had. Yeah, Claypool puts up 80 yards a week. He does, you know, Big Ben's arm. I mean, like, Big Ben's arm has been a joke for so long, but, like, the jokes every week, not every week, every other week, the joke's on the people making the joke, though, because it doesn't look bad. Man, as soon as I said something about positive about Big Ben, like, three people left the stream. <laughs> I'm fucking dying over here, man. Oh, my gosh, y'all killing me. All right. Not talking about him as a player, but it's hard to surround him with weapons and the defense. Man, where are we at, Anthony? Uh, it's been a while since you came in here and said something. What are you talking about? Man, I don't even see it. I guess he's talking about... Hmm. I don't know. Who got $500 million? That's only Josh Allen or, or Mahomes, right? It's the only guys that get that kind of money. Anyway, all right, y'all. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, subscribe to our new podcast, The Underdogs, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> it's a good show, though. You would really like it. Um, I'm actually going to do an underdog draft right after this, so click the link below. And by, like, do an underdog draft, I mean I'm going to go put on Netflix and do, like, 15 underdog drafts um, for the next probably hour and a half while I watch TV and prepare for this weekend join me click the link below okay do some drafts with me let's have some fun um i'll see you guys back here on sunday if you have any questions or comments leave them below thumbs up subscribe um i love you i love you all more than you could ever know all right i'm out Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting enough.